So, whoa. Where were we? Another adventure. Come a little. I, where are, I can't see you. you can't. Can you see my gaseous beam? Like, from very far away, but this void is... It's a deep void. Well, there... Oh, there you are. Ah, oh, yes. Here. Closer. Uh, back, back it up a little bit. Back it, okay. back it up a little bit. But, whoa! Whoa. Okay. That's... That's good. That's, yeah. Is that a good distance? I think... From me to you? Bring it in a little closer Immemorial there, storytellers. We gotta join each... Oh! Too close? Too close! Too close. Backing it up. Alright. Alright. Where were we? Britt and Sean. Heroes. Heroes of the... The uh, late Overseer Age. The end of Overseer is approaching. With every new step, Brit and Sean take. Or should we say every new uh, flap of the wing? Yes, and roll of the wheel. Indeed, they no longer have feet. They're mounted to gigantic vultures, flying across the endless sea. Night had fallen on Brit and Sean. The stars had come out as they flowed across. And they were dancing. They were dancing like it was 1997. 1997, what a good year. And they danced until they were tired. And they slept a and they, mighty deep sleep. And they nestled their noses into the back feathers of their mighty beasts. Brit atop Ralph and Sean atop Wrath, the two children of Tantalus, the god of war. God of War. God of War. The God of War. If you know what we're talking about, we know why you're here. You want to hear about Sean and Britt. Sean, that is exactly why you tuned in to another episode of Papa Squash. So, night fell. They partied a little bit. They fell asleep on their giant birds. And before they knew it, dawn was breaking. And they woke up, washed up on the shore of an ancient beach. Their birds were nowhere to be found. Clawing at the sand, they realized they were being sucked in by a giant quicksand. A lot of quicksand at the beach. Quick, a lot of quick, but you see, it's real quicksand there. It's moving around all over the place. 
Yes. And Brit was sinking into the sand, and Sean was still napping away, dozing off. He could not hear Brit's scream as as he suck was sucked in to the magnificent hole that was carved in the beach, enveloping his body, sucking him in, and closing up without a sound. Sean continued resting peacefully until he started getting sucked into the sand too, and then they both ended up underneath the sand together. But kind of like you and me, they couldn't really see each other through the murk of the sand. And the sand led to a gigantic cave that they were plopped into. Yeah, they sort of like dropped out the ceiling of a cave after they sunk through enough sand and were just like, whoop. And they both woke up mid-fall like, oh geez, what's going on? Into the cave of Jargalus the Great. Jargalus the Great. Who doesn't know about him and his uh, many warnings and body parts? Gigantic crab-like creature. Covered in sacks of flesh. Bulbous sacks of flesh. So it had like a hard shell, but there also was hanging off of it like little globules. Belly buttons. Rib cages. Innies. Outies. Kneecaps. Heads. Back of knees. Butts. So many butts. But obelisk. What is a butt but a sack of flesh that hangs off of your body? And this covered the great crab beast as it descended upon its new dinner. It hadn't had a meal in a while. It'd been sucking on sand for like 400 years or so. It tried to get a sandwich from one of those sandwich shops, but it does not deal in money. The crab doesn't have beans, which is the currency of our world. The crab would have to get a job. Go to interviews, send out resumes, show up on... The crab can't be asked to do these things. But he sure gave it a good try. He really put himself out there and cold called 15 places a day. But it seemed like no one was hiring. So he was resigned to a life of sucking sand in a cave. Solitude creating sand traps on the beach. And this, this dark, dusty, murky, flesh-ridden, filthy, bone, bones everywhere, bones splayed out all of this place. A bunch of flies were flying around because they got A few generations back, they got stuck underneath the sand and just kept procreating 
And the crab beast can't be expected to take care of the flies they got here. I can't put up traps. Traps cost money. The little dangling, you know, sticky traps. The crab would sort of just like grab at sand and throw it at the flies, but to no avail. This place is where we find Sean and Britt splayed out, unconscious, about to be devoured. And, uh, what was the crab's name? Jargalus. Jargalus? Jargalus was descending upon... I don't know mythology of our world as well as you do. I'm more of a gas-on-the-ground type deity. I know the people. I'm a history buff. I gotta say, street smarts and book smarts collide in a pair of netherworldly storytellers drinking beer. It gets awfully thirsty, even as a gas cloud, because every once in a while you know what a cloud's gotta do, and that's release moisture. And the moisture's gotta come from somewhere, so yeah, I drink beers. Beer. The drink of the gas cloud. (sighs) We're like earthbound gas clouds. You know, if we were a celestial gas cloud, we'd have a lot more. Those gas clouds. They have all the fun. They do. We've been relegated to this sort of storytelling job. Imagine if we were a nebula. Uh, we would be just exploring the depths of... Lord, it's, it's, it's beyond the imagination what those nebulas are up to. Producing stars. Producing stars. Black holes. Managing stars. Working as agents for the stars. Agents for all kinds of stars. Hollywood stars. Financial stars, you know, lots of different celebs, lots of different projects, lots of managing all those stars. That's a lot. I wish that was my job, but alas, me and you filled out a an essay slash multiple choice bit of paperwork, and it paired us up. It said this street smart gas cloud. Yours truly, and this book smart gas cloud. That's me. Are meant to be together because boy oh boy can they spin a yarn. Kind of like police. When you're out on the job, you need a partner. You gotta have someone watching your back. Especially when you're a gaseous cloud. With a high IQ, but absolutely no common sense. Definitely you. That's me. And then me with the low IQ, but common sense coming out my ears. I mean, d- does having a high IQ mean you, you're good at reading a lot? Does that track? I'm, I'm really not sure what 
the intelligence quota. I remember my mom once taking an IQ test and being proud to tell me, her, like, ten-year-old son, what the results are. And I was like, I don't... I don't know what that means, and even if I did, I'm not sure I would care. If my mother's listening, no offense. It's not you, it's, it's the fact that the IQ system is a thing at all. Of course, if you got a good score, you'd be happy about it. Hey. Mom, I love you. Your IQ is great. Whatever it is. Are you- are you finding out what an IQ means? I- I was- I was looking, but it's very vague. It's- I'm looking in my- my diction- on- in the Earth Book. Ah, that sacred book. The Earth Book, where we find all of our knowledge about Earth, the ongoings of that planet, where our heroes, Sean and Britt. And so Jargalus- What? What? I just had to finish that sentence. I saw an opening and I took it. You took it. That's what good storytellers do. But Jargalus! He was descending upon our heroes who were still just sloshing around in the filthy, dilapidated... It's, it was like some water that had been gotten into the cave but had been sealed there for at least the 400 years that Jargalus had lived there. So it was like... It's a musty place. It's, let's put it that way. In a word. Musty. Musty. So they were just looking at each other and being like, Ugh, this stinks. They didn't even notice the mighty Jargalus descending upon them because he is silent. Has a, had a stale, moldy, and damp smell. Did you just look up the word musty in a thesaurus? I did. Why? I want to pin down what? The, the listeners can imagine is going on in this cave. The mustiness, the damp smell. Yeah, storytelling is all about words. <laughs> Moldy stuff. There's mushrooms growing all over. Yeah. What else? There's bugs. There's a smaller, smaller crabs that follow around Jargalus. Crabs, you say? Crabs, I say. Crabs, huh? Do, don't you mean, uh, uh, a decapod crustacean? Yes. I looked. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you're so much quicker of a reader than me. That's why you're the book smart one. I'm, I'm book smart. I looked up crab in a thesaurus, and I only got the the uh, noun for grouch. And the verb is complain. Like, I'm not even finding the animal at all. This sucks. There's a lot of- Have you ever had crabs? Yeah, they're delicious. Alaska That's not the kind of crabs I was talking about. I know, but I wanted to divert because I thought it was crass. It is crass. Look, I got a crass part. I'm book smart. You read a lot but of I, naughty books. I love, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Our heroes stirred from their slumber, and in a one mighty blow, Sean swung the magical blade that had been gifted to him by Tantalus. 
The blade we all know because it's so big in our history books and our, uh, our uh, oral tradition. The blade of Darnold Floff, which uh, it cuts through bureaucracy, but it also cuts through crabs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Brit, awakening to this shriek that Sean produced, took his gigantic haircut and ran a comb through it. And just sort of watched Sean fight Jargalus. Clinging and clacking, the blade swung Jargalus, descended his mighty, you know, claw Claw. Hand. claw. His mighty claw. And shink. Sean cut it off. And at the very same instant, Brit went shink and combed through his hair. Sean swung the sword again, cutting off Jargalus's hind leg on the left. And shink. Brick combed his hair some more. As Tantalus watched from afar, from afar, his magic crystal ball. The hero's journey continues, he says to himself. Their first trial. Also, I'm the god of war, so. Uh. He, uh, he's the god of war, and he watches the hero's journey with great intent, because if they fail, war shall, between Overseer and the people of this world shall continue on apace. For, did you like that word? Apace? A apace. Apace. That's a good word, that's a right? Good, that's a good word. I learned that one in the uh, Monday morning crossword puzzle. Means swiftly and quickly, does it not? <laughs> yes. Well, no, no. It's like ste- it's like a pace. Like it's like it's a, a steady, consistent pace. As in, work continues apace. Yes, exactly. Got it. What was I even saying? Oh, that that Tantalus. Tantalus, the on. god of war, watches their journey because if they fail, the world will be locked in an eternal battle between. Overseer, the corporate slash religious overlords, and the people of the planet. And as Jargalus descends in a pile of its own goo blood stuff, squirting it all over it, lets out a last shriek of a monologue. As a, of a monologue. Jargalus doth proclaimed. I, Jargalus, have been a crab on this earth for so very long. I've been trapped in this cave for 400 years, waiting for heroes such as this. Such Who would as... seal my fate, and I know this. And uh, we forgot to mention that there were like skeletons littered around the cave too, because other heroes had came and failed. This is the entry point into the hero's journey. The maze beneath the sands. The shifting sand maze. They must fall, Jargalus. Then to, then they will continue into the maze. At, th- is this all part of Jargalus's speech? <laughs> yes. He refers to himself in third person. 
Ho! I, Jargalus, am but a lowly gatekeeper. The true challenge lays within, heroes. And I have waited these 400 years to finally pass away into the sand. Thank you. And in a wisp of smoke, the crab body slowly disappeared. At that point, Britt was done combing his hair, and he looked up at Sean and giving him a sly grin said, What did I miss? Ha ha. Ha ha. Sean was wiping off his blade with his long intestine. You, you know, the long intestine the that extremely he- extremely long intestine. Let us refresh for a second. It's hanging outside of his body. His intestine- like a rope. Or a rag. Or a rag. In this case. Or anything, really. I mean, it's, it's a pretty sturdy, you know, rope. He's, he's wiping blood off his blade, but I would imagine that an intestine already has blood all over it. Well, if it's outside the body, you know, it's probably got a thicker skin on it. Naturally. Ugh, it's so gross. <laughs> Sorry. But this is the story. I, we, look, truth is stranger than fiction. That's why they hired a street smart gas cloud and a book smart gas cloud to really pin down the truth. Pin down the narrative. And tell the tale of Sean and Brit. Jargalist was defeated, and that's the sound of a big door opening. A big door opened in the side of the, the sand wall, and a cool wind blew out, beckoning them within. They took slow steps hesitating with every move to go into this mysterious door. Slow steps, of course, upon their, their like, hovercraft wheels. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Also, when you were saying that they have a hovercraft wheel, do you mean, like, that toy that was popular two yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago? Ho like, hoverboards. It's not, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought you meant that they they lived, they stood on a wheel, but the wheel itself also floated. No, 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 no. But no, you meant just like a hoverboard. Like, like a hoverboard. Yeah, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't bring them on airplanes. Yeah, because they, they, would, they would catch fire. They would explode. They would explode. How would they explode? Cheap materials? Complicated materials? I mean, it's like a... It moves because you put your weight on it, so I'm sure that's pretty complicated stuff. So if not made right, kaboom. I don't know. Honestly, but, I look, don't know. They're riding them. They might not be able to get on an airplane, but they're not on Earth. They're deep underground. And it was they were hover boards that were granted them by uh, Tauntalus. I almost said Nautilus and then Dautilus before you said Tauntalus. So thank you. Clearing that up. Book smarts coming in again. Those book smarts. I sure do read a lot. 
You've read all of Tantalus's backstory, haven't you? I've read all of his backstory, his memoir, Tantalus. His front story. A life of war. Ta- uh, art. Fart of war. Well, that was the satire made it off yes. of him. Yes. Because he's such an outrageous character. He's outrageous. People well, people also love him. It's so easy to make fun of him. He's he's a real uh, blustery buzzard. My, my what guess, the wow, hell is that? It's getting a little bigger. Oh. I needed to adjust. Looks like you need one of these uh, more compact gas clouds. Compact gas. I am a co- <laughs> I am a compact. I am a compact. Me too. <laughs> I could bring you one to our next session. I mean, is it gonna fit without the little screw hole? Oh God, that magic nut sure the came magic in handy. Nut. Look, this is a. But little... that's a story for a different time. The magic nut. The magic nut. It comes later in their quest. And it's handy. That's for sure. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Brent and Sean slowly hoverboarded towards the shifting uh, maze. I don't know what I mean by it shifting. It's just the sand is moving on. The walls themselves seem Are to be- caving in. Okay, yes. <laughs> and they must go through the door. And as they run through the door, it closes swiftly behind them. And Brit's like messing with his hair a little bit. And Sean is saying, come on. And this is where we find our hero. Sorry, I was just making a note. I was just thinking we'd cut to the heroes in the maze. You know, that that would be a... A good entry point. I don't follow what you're saying, because me and you are just storytellers, and that's all we do. We're storytellers, but we can also pick up on what they're saying. Oh? On the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I know these. I got gadgets to do this kind of stuff. Listen in on conversations. Well, then let's do it. Wait, wait where'd you get these gadgets? I, I got a guy. I know a guy. You know a guy? Like I know a, a guy. A tech guy. Yeah, yeah, I know a guy. Could he get me some gadgets? He might, I don't know. What kind of gadgets do you need? Uh, uh, nose clipper. You don't have a nose. Yeah, not anymore because of the last nose clipper I got. Oh, yeah, that was a bad one. Cut my nose right off. What? <laughs> Whoa. Looks like you just mouthed something. I don't have a mouth. I'm a gas. I'm a big, big cloud of gas. That's us. That's us. Book smarts and street smarts. Street smarts. Let's listen in to the heroes.
Would you quit? Whoa. Hey. Hey. What's going on? Would you quit messing with your hair? I gotta look good, okay? I got this big hairdo. Who knows it's gonna be able to see it? It's, it's real nice. Does it have, have you, uh, does it have any other, does it have any powers besides looking good? The powers of attraction. Yeah, that might come in handy to have a good, good amount of uh, barter ability. I think if I were to get shot out of a cannon really fast, head first. You might do some serious damage. Serious damage. Yeah. Like a torpedo. Look, all I'm saying is I could have used your help back there fighting the giant crab. You did. You were using my help. I was there. I was encouraging you to fight the giant crab. Well, you may have gotten a little nicks, little cuts, but hey, look. That's all part of the part of the deal, you know. You defended us against the crab, and you did a great job at it. Okay, I mean, as long as you're and I looked good, hanging out on the sidelines. If you're okay with, kind of like a parent at a uh, little kid's r soccer game. What? Come on. Or, or a big kid's soccer there game or an adult kid's soccer game. Yeah, you think people, even when their kids make it to FIFA, they don't... Is FIFA the name of the actual, like, soccer organization, or is it just a video game? I think it's, uh, it's, it's a vi No, it's both. It's, it's, it's like, it's like a huge company. FIFA is big and real. And big and real. So you're telling... I'm, you're telling me you think a parent isn't proud... When their kid goes out onto the FIFA field for the first time, they're yeah, they're, they're so just, just as proud so if you're gonna as when their child went out onto the first soccer field and played their first soccer match against the other toddlers. Yeah. So all I'm asking is that you yeah. you you escalate your pride much like a parent would. Yes. Thank you. I'm. Extremely proud of uh, your crab fighting abilities. And I mean, let's face it, I'm proud of your hairdo. It looks really good. It feels really good. It's even though it's brushing the top of this cave. Are you feel like does it have any abilities? Like, are you feeling any like extra information? The from ability to look awesome. That's not, that's hardly an ability. I think it's cool. I'd love it. I think it's rad. It's like, uh, it's, we went over this. Like, I resemble, like, name your anime character with tall hair. That's me. That's what I look like. And I got a ripped shirt, too, like them. Well, you ripped your own shirt off. I, look, I gotta look good. For, uh, for whatever we're going to encounter. You do look like a rock and roller. I'm a rock star. You know what? I was thinking about the word rock star. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, why, did, why is it ever rock star? You know, like, what? I mean, they might be a star, but then even that's a weird word. Like, I'm a star. Like, I'm a star. What is that? Is it? So I'm like... Everyone can see it? Kind of like it? a celestial body? Yeah. Like... Like when it when the when it's nighttime, all of the stars come out 
you know, and sometimes star- you're totally right, you know, because sometimes stars are shooting stars and they scare you. They come, they come crashing down to Earth, our home that yeah. we miss. I miss home very much. Me too. Even though this quest is quite fulfilling. Yeah, we ha- we know everything about the quest. We have to uh, get rid of Overseer from this cave. Yeah. We- How are we gonna do that? We got. We got a whole laundry list of stuff we gotta do here. We gotta get back to Earth, make our documentary. We gotta. Uh, oh, I was gonna explain rock stars. We gotta find the magic. Nut. I was gonna say, aren't all stars rock stars? Because they're oh. out there, made of some kind of rock in the, in magma. the galaxy, magma and stuff. So they're all. Rock stars. Well, some planets are made of gas. Oh, yeah. But that's not a star. <laughs> it's just a... <laughs> You're right. Gaseous. You got me there. Gaseous uh, giant floating in the orbit of the solar system. You know, but it's become this, like... I imagine on Earth there's a lot of people using the word rock star all the time. Every just, single day. It's just become this bizarro cultural throwaway word. Like, like I'm, I'm going to party like a rock star. Like, yeah. what? What? Like, it's those like it's, words it, are weird. The meaning know? has been so, stripped away so in such a deep, immense way that it's like, it's, it's a bee in your bonnet. Because you're... You always were thinking more about like the stars in the sky, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Than ever like falling for that like MTV bullshit. VH1. Please. Oh, I miss that stuff so bad. All the music videos. You can look it up on the computer, and you can just play music you videos. You can see whenever, anything you want to. Everyone, but. We're on the quest now. We're, we're stuck in this maze. And we must fulfill the duties. Uh, I mean, it's pretty nice just wandering around the maze and making conversation with you. Like, I don't know if we should be keeping an eye out for clues or... I mean, there's treasure chests every so often. Should we open them? There's bones. Bones of soldiers scattered around. As far as the... Sorry. It's like a gas floating in. There's a must. It's it's pretty uh, comforting. It's very comforting. Britt, what's that sticking up out of the ground? It's a piece of paper. Oh, let me let me look. It looks like it's a Kathy cartoon. It's a Kathy cartoon. But how did this make it here? Of all the places it could have ended up. I think we're going to have to read the cartoon in order to better understand. I think that this cartoon, this Kathy cartoon that ended up here in this labyrinth on the planet, 
is going to give us a clue to what's going to happen next. That's... I... Absolutely. And also, the, the fog within this uh, maze has clouded not only my mind, but my eyes as well. So I'm going to need... I'm going to have to need you to, to explain the whole Kathy... And, do, would you call a Sunday com- like a comic in the newspaper a cartoon? Do people do that, or is that like... I think they are. They're cartoons. Cartoons. Yeah, they're... Hmm. What a, a comics? Comic is definitely... Comic. comic strip is definitely accurate. But I guess people can colloquially call a comic strip a cartoon. My grandpa called them the funnies. He'd say, Alan, give me the funnies. Give me the funnies. Oh, okay. You ready? Give me the funnies. I'm giving it to you. Now, here it is. Okay. The clue to what is going to happen next. Wonderful. Kathy and a man who seems to be her superior at her workplace. It's not Irving? This does not include Irving. Oh, man. And he's, this man has tiny rectangular glasses. Uh-huh. Lofted upon his nose, and on his desk it reads CPA, which uh, consumer corporate. Oh, I maybe he's her accountant. Okay. And he's got papers in front of him, and he's sitting in a chair. Are you sure he's not a lawyer? Has Has Kathy finally got herself into some serious hot water with her serious ram- litigation? She's got, she has such rambunctious behavior. It's that she gets involved in all kinds of lawsuits, criminal activities, money laundering. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Because they don't look worried. There's no ack ack. There's no water <laughs> droplets coming off of Kathy. She's just sitting. I mean, it's it's rare though too that like a first panel would have an ack. An ack ack. Like if we're coming, <laughs> if we're, if we're coming hot into a Kathy comic, and she's shouting ack before we've even arrived. Like, oh boy! Shit! Here it comes! <laughs> here it comes! This, Where do we go from here? Yeah, it usually ends on an ack ack. <laughs> but if it begins on an ack ack, oh jeez! This is that's next level, Kathy. But that's not the case. With this this isn't the case. Trip. So this man is telling Kathy, "Now your current rate of savings, you should be able to retire comfortably." On your 135th birthday. Oh, give me a break. Kathy. Give me a break. Kathy's like, ugh. And then he says, (laughs) in the next panel, he's looking at a different piece of paper. He says, slash your standard of living and triple what you would put away, and you could ease up on your work hours by age 90. Oh, Oh, brother. Then in the Is third, Kathy saying nothing throughout this? She just kind of looks at it. <laughs> and she has little bumps on the side of her eyes. She's blankly looking at the paperwork. And then he says, Give up everything you love now. Pray that some shred of social security oh, survives. God. And you might be able, you might be able to a modestly comfortable 75-year-old, you might be... Okay, you might be modestly comfortable at 75, of course, with a part-time job. Oh. Let him have it, Kath. 
And then... And then it, like... I'm not... I'm... I'm not really sure what to make of this last panel. <laughs> this, okay. Because Kathy the ca- is The cave in, is dark. Let me light a candle for you. Oh, I mean, Kathy seems to have stormed into a store. And she's just exclaiming, Bye! Why not? Bye! Bye! And, and there's, like, stuff <laughs> flying all over the place. Ugh. And dust clouds... Perhaps there's an ack-ack. And then there's two women in the lower right-hand corner with pencils in their hair that says, better for business than the April refund check, the April reality check. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically it's that she learns that life is, is shit. That we're bound to our crappy jobs. And that she's never going to retire. You're never going to live comfortably. You're so just... Always uh, going to be working. Just live it up like a rock star. Might as well just be a rock star while you're rock still... rock star. Hurtling through the world on this star. You think I can be a rock star? Yeah. I think I'm, I'm close. I've got the style. You look pretty cool with your anime style hair. And your ripped shirt. Although that's not... <sighs> cave. What's in this cave? Your your ripped shirt isn't very practical for, like, this adventure. Warm. Yeah, it's a cold cave. Looks like we're going to have to hug while we sleep. Whoa, what is that? What? Creeping in the corners of the cave. No, what? There's a gigantic shadow on the wall, which looks like a monster with <laughs> a beaks, monster uh, claws and all, all kinds of mean and nasty stuff. Now that you mention it, I also hear uh, uh, a heavy breathing. <sighs> Britt, what are we going to do? <sighs> oh no. It's a rude monster who has no regard. <laughs> the monster's putting me asleep. Ah, his air. That's the gas it's that's surrounding us and it's poisoning so us. Sleepy. What are we gonna do? Brett. What is this monster? What does that Kathy comic mean? What does it mean? We're gonna have to find out. Next time on Papa Squash. Next time on Papa Squash. The ra- maybe we'll meet a Papa Squash. That'd somewhere be Somewhere cool. on this planet. That'd be very cool. Maybe we'll find the mystery of the Kathy comic. And find out the trial of Beetle Bailey. And the magic nut. <laughs> Maybe we'll meet Tantalus again and finally overthrow Overseer. Anything could happen. Anything can happen. On next week's episode of Papa Squash. Good night, Brit. Papa Squash. I said good night, Brit. Oh, good night, Sean. Sheesh. Ah.